You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys, welcome to session three. So pumped for you to listen to this really important conversation around boundaries, what it means to build a process in your business. If you're building for the right client, if you're scared of difficult clients, investment mistakes, there's so much here that I feel like is just the foundation for so many of the mindset things a lot of us are challenged by and so much of how we let that seep into our strategy. So really pumped for you to listen to this. I think there is no one that won't get something out of this or resonate with this in some way. So here we go. How you doing? I am good. It's Monday, so start of the week. It is very Monday-ish. What's going on? Oh, just trying to get stuff done and organized so I can have the most productive week possible before holiday break. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is kind of like your last working week, right? Yes. Yes, it is. So let's just do a little recap because I know we kind of talked about a ton of stuff in base camp. So like just to kind of level set where we're at here. Like I know one of the things we're talking about is like, what does it maybe look like to remove copy coaching and or transition? What that is, right? Because that's sort of, I think what you were finding is like, yeah, like I'm calling it coaching and I'm not really wanting to like also be a copy coach, right? (laughs) Yes. Wrong choice of words. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, listen, whatever. We learn. Right. Um, and then next thing is like maybe even changing like the web design package altogether, like streamlining it quite a bit, that kind of thing. I think like you've definitely been wanting it to be super personal. And I think what you're kind of realizing is like actually it would be better in some ways if it wasn't and you got to design a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, it's going to be like, it's still personal. It's still them. It's still a personal brand. But I was putting so much of emphasis on like making everything one of a kind and right. Yeah. Not needed, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and place for it, I guess. For sure. And I think like the thing there is it's more like, and I know this is the part that's hard for you, but it's also like what serves you. Yeah. Like, you may just never be the person that's like, I will be the one to like copy coach you and make it one of a kind. Like that might just not be the thing. Some other designer might do that and that may be cool, but like it's really just like what serves you and how you want to show up because I feel like you've almost been asking the question is like, what do they want instead of like, what do I want to give, right? Fully, yes. I have always created my packages based off of what they want and then I keep tweaking on how to make them happy only to the detriment of myself. (laughs) Yeah. And then you kind of get in this situation where you're like, dang, why isn't this working for me at all? Right? Right. Yes. And like, yeah, because I'm not really, I haven't necessarily intentionally designed it to. Yes. Because I've been worried about them, which makes a lot of sense, right? Sure does. When you lay it out there. Mm Um, and you know, like just credit to you. Cause at first when I was like, why are you doing this coffee coaching thing? You were like, oh no, 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 that stays. <laughs> and then you were like, mm, I'm open to that. So credit to you for just like continuing to think through it because I know it's totally the edge to think about like, you know, whatever, upsetting them in any way, shape or form or offering less in any way, shape or form. But like, you know, just credit to you for like letting your brain go there. Cause I think that's really important. So I really want to point this out because I think so many of us have this tendency, especially if we're, you know, caretakers and nurturing, we have this really big tendency to build things around what they want, i.e. like what we think our client wants versus what we want to give, right? So Allie has really been building this whole business model around what she thinks she should be giving her clients versus what she actually wants to be doing in her business, what she actually wants to be giving. And it really can turn it into a business you don't love, that you're not lit up by, and quite frankly, that you're not ending up delivering the best service in. And there's so much irony to that because 
Of course, the reason you're doing it is to deliver the best service, but I promise you over time, if you're not giving in a way that you want to give, and if your business model isn't built around that, it will be very hard to stay excited about what you're doing. So really check in with yourself on that. Like, is my tendency to build things around what they want versus what I want to give? What do I want to give in my business? What do I want to look like? And then how can I build service and value into that instead of the other way around? Yeah, thank you. So good. Okay. So tell me what you kind of want to talk about the most. Do you want to kind of flesh some of that out? I just saw in Basecamp right before we jumped in that you had a client question. So just kind of tell me where your head's at and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all over the place, I guess. Um, so <laughs> yes, like the client question is, and I, I know that this is my cycle is that like, so preface, um, like I had sent the email of, I have very limited work hours. Um, and yeah. I knew emails were going to come back and I almost like sat there in fear of even like sending it because again, like I get so worried about making anybody upset, even though there's really nothing I can do about it. This is what I have available. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I didn't want to even hit send because I knew that this was going to happen. And then I knew I was going to feel bad and I just like, and that's why, like you said, I've always created things to help my clients through something, but then I get all anxious and worked up. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of it that I have found, and I don't even know how to like word this properly, is I like my personality is I just like read through things. I sit down, I do the work. And then I ask questions like if it needs to be reviewed or if I need to do this or like, how could I improve it? And sometimes I, I don't know how to respond when or how to like work through it when somebody doesn't do the work mm -hmm. and asks the questions in advance. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because like my brain just does not work that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how to like offer more help when I feel like I've already offered all the help. Well, I, I think it's like two things there. One is that, you know, that's sort of that's sort of the way we all handle things differently. Like some of us, like most of us, like type A kind of people, we go into overwork mode. <laughs> yes. To fix something. Do you know what I mean? So we're like, oh, you told me to do this. Okay, let me like overwork on it. Let me overdo it. Let me answer 52 things that you didn't even ask for me to answer or whatever, right? Are you speaking of me exactly in my face? <laughs> Did you have a camera on me? <laughs> I feel like that was very pointed. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. Um, but then other people, you know, like it's it's not better necessarily, but they go into, you know, more like shutdown mode, right? Like I can't even get started. So it's kind of like stress cycles, which are like fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a little more likely to like fight through it, even if it's Miz. <laughs> Someone else is like a little more likely to freeze, whatever. Anyway, my point in saying that is I think if you can just recognize like, oh, that is one way that someone might respond to the stress of having to get this done, it sort of feels a little bit better. And then you're like, the way I would respond is by like overworking. Right. The way they might respond is like freezing. Right. Same, same though, in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, my way isn't right either because yeah. I overdo it and then I stress out about what I overdid. <laughs> right, right. So I think all that's happening with um with that particular client who's kind of like freezing up right now and not doing the work is exactly that. But um, what I read in that note that you had shared in, in Basecamp, I was, think was more like she's saying like, oh yeah, like I might be able to put the pieces in more once I see the design. Is that true? Um, well, yeah. So like you and I had talked about since the copy writing wasn't coming freely to her and like no matter yep. how many, because I offer the prompts and I do all this stuff that I think is super clear. But again, like yep. I think it is, but I also know what I'm doing with it. Yep. Um, you had mentioned like maybe I just have to design the site and then she can fill in the blanks. So I had right. said that to her. Um and I and I, I think we just need to 
Like, I just need to be clear of what the next step will be, option A or option B, like pick which one you want to move forward with. We will do this. Um, But as you and I had mentioned it, like in that email response, of course, it was, can we maybe just like get on a call Mm -hmm. and talk things through, which. Oh, my God, that's like my biggest fear in life, like not that I'm scared of hopping on calls. I love calls with my clients. It's the unscheduled not part of my package calls Mm -hmm. because a as you already mentioned like i have very little time like very little and i sometimes like i get very anxious when i don't know what's going to be happening on the call like i'm not in control of it and Mm -hmm. so like that that scares me even though i don't even know what she wants to talk about (laughs) i'm making a story up in my own head But I, yeah, like I just, I freeze then instead of overworking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's just good to see, right? Because it helps us like give permission on all fronts. Like it helps us give permission to ourselves and to our clients when we can just be like, oh yeah, that's all that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. What I would really say there is like what two things are true. One is that's not included in your package. And two is you don't even know what she wants. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. So, like, that's pretty much what I would respond with. Like, it sounds kind of silly, but, like, I think, like, what helps a lot is to just get in the practice of kind of being, like, well, what's, like, the truth here and how can I phrase that or how can I share that? Mm -hmm. The truth is that's not part of my package. And the other truth is, like, I'm not sure what you're struggling with. Like, like, let me know what's going on here, right? Right. Right? So... Like, that's what I would really start with. Like, you don't have to have all the perfect answers necessarily, but, like, the truth, right? Right. <laughs> is, cool, here's the deal. Like, this isn't included in the package. Happy to discuss if you'd want to, like, pay for a session upgrade. But tell me what you're actually needing and what actually is going on, and let's take it from there. Right. Right. you're like I hate this I hate everything about this no like in my head I'm like I feel like I already did that (laughs) and I got the response of I still don't know what I'm doing and then I responded with even more help and then I got the can we just hop on a call so okay but here here's what's good to see about that Mm -hmm. I keep trying to to respond with like more help more help more help right Instead, I can just respond with, like, same answer, same answer, same answer. <laughs> True. Right? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're – sometimes we're so quick to kind of be like, oh, okay, you didn't like that answer. Sure, sure, sure. Here's all this other help. Right. Versus, like, yeah, so the answer is still the same, which is, like, a call would be an upgraded, you know. Right. Whatever. Investment. And you can just tell me what you really need here. But, like, sometimes the win is just saying the same thing. Like, that's almost what boundaries are, right? Is being willing to say the same thing again. I don't have that. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, but whatever would those be? But that's what I need to work on. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. Because, I mean, I know calls aren't included. And I even have that listed out. Like, this is what's included in your package. And then every time this comes up, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad that I don't do calls. Well, listen. And, and. I would try to remember this where it's like anybody's allowed to ask for anything. Right. You're just also allowed to say no. Like, right. Like you could be like, hey, Lace, you know, like this podcast thing, great, great. I'd love to do a call every day. (laughs) Right. You're totally allowed to ask me that. And I for sure allowed to say no. Yeah. So I think, like, that's how I would look at it here, where, like, notice how when someone asks you, like, you're immediately almost, like, it feels like an attack, even though, like, I know you know it's not, but, like, because you you feel like it, because the reason it feels like an attack is because you feel like you have to do it then. Yeah. So if you can keep separating that out where it's, like, they're allowed to ask, I'm allowed to say no. Yeah. Then it gets a little bit easier where nobody's wrong. You're not wrong for saying no, they're not wrong for asking. Knowing your boundaries is so important here as evidenced by this conversation. And, you know, the thing with boundaries is 
being willing to articulate and say them again and again if we need to. So I really want to point that out and normalize that here because I think that so often, you know, we think, well, I set the boundary and they're not following it. And we forget that we have the opportunity to set it as many times as we need to, but that doesn't mean we have to change it, <laughs> right? So for this example, you know, here, Allie feels like, well, I've already set it. And so now I probably should change it instead of like, it's just okay to set it again. And so boundaries kind of are, are that really it's, you know, being willing to set them again and again. And the other thing I want to say about this too, is that, you know, it's okay for someone to ask, right? Usually if we're bad at holding boundaries, we're very put off <laughs> by the ask, but it's our job to remember we can still say no. Just because someone asks, it does not mean I have to say yes, right? You know, one of my clients could ask like, hey, could I talk to you every single day instead of one call a week? Like the answer is no, but I don't have to be upset that they asked. I just still get to be in my power enough to decide what is true for me, what's not true for me there, what's a boundary there, right? And so just normalizing this on all fronts, I think that we're actually so quick to make it all wrong. It's so bad if they ask, it's so bad if I say no, it's so bad if I have to um, set the same boundary again. And the takeaway I want you to have here is it's totally okay for them to ask. It's totally okay for you to say no, and it's totally okay for you to have to say it more than once to hold your boundaries in place. And that's when you really start building up self-trust along the way, because you see that you're okay with someone asking because you trust yourself enough to actually hold that boundary. Yeah. And I also like, as soon as they ask for a call and this is the spin that I go in, I think something must be broken with my process. I need to make it easier for clients. Mm. So that's where I go down the rabbit hole of offering more help and trying to do this. Yeah. What comes up for me is like the only thing that's like broken is that you're letting that make you not move forward. Right. Where like no matter how you slice the cake, like there's always going to be someone that just freezes around coffee. No matter how perfect your prompts are. <laughs> right? Right. It's just like workout program, right? Yes. No matter how detailed the grocery list, there is always someone that does not follow it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So like, it's not really wrong that she is freezing. It's just wrong that it's stopping you. And so, or that it's making you feel like you have to do something different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, best thing I think is to just be like, cool, no to the call. Cool. What do you actually need? And then third, which you had said earlier, which is like, if it feels better to like move forward with the design, here's what that would look like and how we can do that. Okay. So you're checking all three of those boxes, right? Right. But the win for you here isn't like, how do I fix it for her? Like she's going to have to fix that, right? Yes. And that's what I always try to do with every situation is be the fixer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did realize and I don't... I don't even know because I wrote you so many notes. If I mentioned <laughs> it, like I have learned that I really have to remove myself from the outcome. Yeah. So much like, yes. Do I want to be able to provide them the best brand and website? Absolutely. But I can't make things happen that don't happen. Mm -hmm. And I've been so attached to that. Like even when it came to creating templates, well, what if they don't just do it right? And then it looks like crap. And, you know, like then I froze doing that because I was so worried about them implementing it mm -hmm. or that. Yeah, I just I have to figure out that balance in my own head of this is as much as I can do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not in their business. <laughs> For sure. And listen, here's the thing. <laughs> if If you let them think that you are and you're responsible for their result, trust me when I tell you that someone will give you that power. <laughs> <laughs> like happily. Yeah. Right? It's like, um, you know, if you're willing to take ownership of that, someone will give it to you. <laughs> right. But it really starts with you being like, yeah, that's not mine. <laughs> right. And this, this is a 
pattern that I've realized in like many different parts of my process. Like mm-hmm. even when it comes to launching the new brand, like I've had so many people get stuck on the marketing side that then I went down this tunnel of, well, maybe I need to provide them like a layout of how they should be posting on social media and how they should announce things. And I'm like, no, I am not a marketing coach. Like, why am I even thinking this? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And I know like I need to stay in my lane. I need to do what I do best. But then like, you know, I, I've taken different courses. So there's the Facebook groups for those. And then like, I'll make a comment about it in a Facebook group. And they're like, well, why wouldn't you provide that? Why, why can't you? I mean, you've done it. So you know how. And I'm like, well, so then I feel bad that I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, like the, the course person is saying to or you. Or other like, people that have taken the course, up? like other designers. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should right. be. Maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Or <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, here's what I would say. It's not so much is it wrong to give the template or not. It's like the problem is I'm doing it with ownership, right? Right. Like notice how I could give the template and feel good about that or I could not give it and it would be okay too. It's like not quite the point. Yeah. The point is how much am I saying, well, if I give them that, it's my problem. Right. And that's where I know my mind crosses the boundaries. (laughs) Right. 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 You know, because for example, like you could give them copy prompts and not make that matter. (laughs) Right. Or you can give them copy prompts and like really get invested in that. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's where I go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the the win for you is maybe a little bit of both, right? In terms of like mindset and practical. I think practically, you know, redesigning the process to kind of pull way back from that would be super useful. I think something we talked a lot about in Basecamp is like there has to be consequences for not completing things, right? Right. Um, And then two is like really pulling back like what is like a bonus thing, you know, versus like an actual piece of the offering. Right. So like our copy templates, like a fun bonus you get, or is it like I'm making that part of the promise? Right. And yeah, like in my head, it was, here's an easy guide to help you. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Now, again, coaching that part of the statement, wrong choice of words on my end. Mm -hmm. But what I do love is when they do the work and I can go in and see what they have and then help them like make it even better. I love that part. So here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I would say two different pieces there. One is like that can be a surprise and delight if you have time. Right. But what's happening is that you're making it a must and then you're feeling really crunched around it. Right. And really stressed about it. And so like that's really where I would pull back almost. It's like, okay, if I like wanted to surprise and delight someone and go add some comments, cool. But also what door am I opening there? Do you see what I mean there? Like, I see that with my, like, coaching clients all the time and their coaching clients. Like, if you're a coach and then all of a sudden you're, like, client is having a problem with their website and you're, like, well, just give me the login. Let me fix it just this once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a slippery slope. (laughs) Oh, I know that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I think a lot of this for you is refining, like, what could just be a surprise and delight? What is just a boundary I need to set? And like, what is the actual core of what I'm offering? Because I almost feel like you've tried to personalize it so much that you've gotten away from the fact that like design is the core offer. Right. I feel like this one is one that so many of my clients and high performers struggle with, which is being so focused on client outcomes that we are literally trying to fix it all for them versus knowing, you know, where you can and where you can't do that. So for example, you know, Ali is really wanting to design and be a designer and what she can deliver is an incredible brand and website, but then she starts trying to fix everything. How do I make sure they have a super successful launch and they're good at writing copy and, 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 and it gets really intense really quickly for her because she's owning all these pieces that she never wanted to own, right? 
And we tend to do that in so many areas. Like even as coaches, I see people trying to like troubleshoot every tech thing for their client, even though that's not their area of expertise. So what's really helpful to see here is that we have to be very, very, very clear in our communication with our clients, what we can do and what is our job. And then we have to put boundaries around what's not. But when we try to hold it all for them, they will let us. <laughs> And it will feel bad to both of us, right? Because we're trying to do all these things that we never really intended to or wanted to or were experts at in the first place. So my takeaway here is it's okay to be really, really good at one thing, even if they might still need other things. Like Ali is fantastic at design and branding, but like they might need help with copy that she's just not going to be able to deliver. That is not bad, that is a clear value proposition and that is more than okay in your business. Does that feel true? Yeah, because I've tried to make it like so all-inclusive that right. it's easy to do that it's almost overcomplicated it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I know that you care a lot about their results, which is a whole thing we can talk about. But the truth, truth is the people that are going to get the best results <laughs> – are going to figure that shit out for themselves. Right. And yes, like they're the ones that are going to make the action happen. Yep. They are the ones that are going to be launching something, even if something's not perfect. Like, and that's what I've really learned is that I stumble and I stumble with clients when the smallest detail becomes the biggest hiccup. Mm -hmm. But when people are like, yeah, yeah, cool. We'll just add that on later. I'm going to get this out there and then I'm going to figure that out. You know, like, and that's why I love offering the continued design support. Right. Because everybody's always like moving and shaking and adding new things. Mm -hmm. So do you see how you almost built your process for not that person? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, but do you see what I mean, right? You're like, that's the person I want. That's who's going to be successful at this. That's who I want. But I built my process for someone that's like very freaked out by the details. Right. What do you think about that? Yeah. And I've had the most su success with clients that like, yeah, sure. Here, this one, like A or B, pick this and yep. decisions come easy. Yep. Yeah. So like we just get to rebuild that process for the right client, right? Right. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like I keep realizing like while working through this, like, well, that's how I work best. Mm -hmm. And I know like a lot of times your ideal client can be a lot like you. And I'm not saying that I need somebody as type A as me. That's not like where I'm going. But right, right. I do like decisive action takers that are just ready to go. <laughs> For sure. And like they, they kind of have to be if they want to get success off a website. Like no marketing template if I'm not an action taker is ever going to get me the results I want. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're putting all this pressure on yourself to get everybody a result, but then like aren't kind of a filter for like who's ready to take action or actually sort of like building it for people who are scared to take action, right? Right. So that's really the shift, I think. And like, I think you can even start marketing to that. Like I'm the designer for people who are like ready to roll. Okay, this is such an important question I want you to ask yourself, which is, are you building the process for the right client or because you're scared of difficult clients? Do you see the difference there? So often we're so scared of having a difficult conversation, having to set a boundary, disappointing people, that we build our whole process around that instead of building a process that truly fits us, truly fits the right client, and then dealing with those conversations if they come up. I'm not saying that we can't make our process smooth and answer questions in it, but what I am saying is that sometimes we build our entire business around trying to avoid the difficulties instead of remembering that those are the outlier and building to the norm, right? So building the process, assuming I'm gonna get the right clients, assuming I can have the process fit me in a way that feels good, instead of building it, assuming everyone will be mad at me and trying to play against that. That is a recipe for working way too hard, feeling way too stressed out, and you will probably still get a difficult client. So then it will be very, very, very upsetting and really disheartening. 
So ask yourself that question and make sure you're not building for the outlier, but really building to the business, the client, the process that you desire, that fits you, that fits the ultimate goals of your business. And then watch how more of those clients actually come in. Sure, you might have to deal with those difficult outliers, but you will be more happy with your business and your process overall. Because what you had said to me in, in Basecamp is that whole idea of like kind of having like five different pieces they get to pick from. And it's kind of like a quote unquote custom, but pre-built site, right? Yeah. Like it's still obviously going to build to suit their needs. Right. But the decisions are just going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which one do you like best? Great. Let's roll with that. Right. Fill in the blank. Great. Let's roll with that. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy then and pretty fitting to that personality, right? Yeah. And fitting for me and my design personality too. Like, yep. I love, like, I am obsessed with designing like the brand foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, I love designing that part and then I love expanding it. But I've really realized the past two, three years that it's this process of creating everything so custom that really either drags on or becomes challenging. I don't know. (laughs) That's not even the great word. Um, But like, it's where I get held up the most and where projects get delayed. And I love to be able to move through that I can keep designing for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a no brainer for you. I mean, I think like it would change your value proposition a lot. Mm hmm. So that's certainly something to play with in terms of like brand messaging, but I just think that makes so much sense, right? And I think it fits where you're trying to go so much. I think like when we had talked forever ago and met in person, you had even said to me then that you weren't loving custom sites. Mm -hmm. So like you've known that for a super long time. Yep. It's just like feeling the kind of like permission to make that shift, right? Yeah, and like I love templates. Yeah. But I also think that some of them lack the direction that they need to create mm-hmm. a site that is profitable and converts. So that's why I've never wanted to be like, yeah, give me your template. I'll just customize it. No prob. Right. But I think that hybrid of me putting it together the way that I see fit to create yep. that framework is what I've been missing. Mm-hmm. And then trying to create that custom process for every individual client and unique needs has become a bit overwhelming even for the client sometimes. Totally. And like what this takes off the table for you is like even needing copy ready. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like it's almost inconsequential. Like if they have it ready and they want you to put it in, fine, you'll put it in. Right. But if they don't. If they don't, it's like here's your site still. You picked A, C, D, and G from your selections. Here's it. Here it is built, right? Right. And then I would actually have to follow the boundaries that I set about not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would be much easier to follow boundaries within that context though, right? Because you're literally just like for a header, do you want A, B, C, or D for homepage layout? Do you want A, B, C, or D for a menu? Do you want A, B, C, or D? Like there's less boundaries to push there. But I think like the one boundary I could think of is that someone might be like, oh, can you just change it like this? And you would have to be like all custom upgrades are X amount. Right. And it's, it's that boundary and the, well, I know I said I'd have it in by Monday, but what if I get it in on Friday? Can you squeeze me in next week? And then I'm always like, yeah. Mm -hmm. With this, what would they have to like, quote unquote, have it? And that's, that's like, if I said, okay, so your design project is slated for this week, all homework mm-hmm. has to be turned in by this week, or I will brand your site and you will have to fill in the blanks. I would have to hold true to that instead of being like, well, yeah, I'll just squeeze it in because life happens. And Let me give you a different thought because this is actually what I was kind of thinking when you did that video and explained it to me mm-hmm. is more like. You would just do the selection process live with them on a call. Okay. So, like, there's no way it can't get done. <laughs> oh, I'm saying, like, not them s- selecting that. Like, I that's okay. fine. I'm saying that, like, I would still need, if they wanted me to complete the site, like, having their copy in. 
I would just almost make that an afterthought if that makes sense, right? It's like, if you have your copy to me by X, it will be included on the site. If you don't, you'll have a video with how to put it on. That's it. Like, do you know what I, like it doesn't change the game. Right. But that's where I'm saying like, I know I would have to hold that boundary. Yeah. (laughs) I know I would also probably not be good at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think the more you don't make it a thing, the less it's a thing, right? So like our clients are looking to us to like tell them what's important. Right. Do you see what I mean? So like, for example, like you've been including so much about the copy, but then you're like, but it's not important. Just keep moving. And they're like, no, but you've said it's important. Right. So for this, it's almost just like, okay, like I just get to make it unimportant. Like, cool, if you get it to me, cool, if you don't. Like, and then they're going to be more chill about it. Does that make sense? So a really big takeaway that I want you guys to have here is that our clients truly believe what we say is important, right? So the example here being that three steps of Ali's process are about messaging and copy, and only one is about design. So it makes a lot of sense that the client is really focused there and freaking out about that, right? What she's really wanting is to focus on design, but when, and that's what she sees as the most important, but when three steps of her process are about copy, the client is going to focus there, right? So we have to really, really make sure that we're building in a way that is aligned to our values, is aligned to what we think is important because our clients will take that at face value. It is very unlikely that someone will come into Ali's process and be like, oh yeah, the copy is no big deal. Let's just focus on the brand because Ali has made the copy a big deal right? Even if she doesn't really think that. So that's the difference between like building to what we want versus building to what they want. She's had clients in the past who have felt like that's important. So she's tried to build the process around that, but it's not aligning with what she truly values and believes. Do you see that? So really note that the way you're building your process and the steps you're putting in it and what you're saying is important is truly what your clients are going to come to you thinking is important. That's why they're hiring you, right? And so making sure that that is set up in a way that truly fits the service you want to deliver will create so much more ease in your business. It will blow your mind. Right. What do you think about that? Um... (laughs) So two thoughts. Okay. (laughs) One side of me is like, yeah, got it. Okay. Make the process like super chill. Yeah. The other part of me is like, well, but are you providing what you need to be providing? (laughs) Mm. What do you need to be providing? That's a great question. I, and that's where I've always like, I don't know, like I've, I've overprovided, not and not that I've overprovided. I don't think that there's an overproviding. Like I believe in value and I believe like if you're paying me to make you a website, like obviously I want a damn good website. I feel like I just keep trying to provide too much instead of just a damn good website. <laughs> right. I think you're trying to provide them a successful business and not a website. <laughs> Thank you. That that yes. I right? just like I said, I get so wrapped up in the outcome and okay, so if they've paid me for this, I hope their business is the best it's ever going to be. But again, that's not on me. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like I think you have to almost like take it back to basics here and like the value is the design. The value is the deliverable. That's that's it. Right. And I think right, it's, it's because- like if I buy a candle, the value is the physical candle. It's not like did it make me happy when I smelled it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's because like I have worked with a lot of clients that like and especially this year has I've heard this phrase so often of, this is a large investment. This is almost the second largest investment I've ever made in my life. And then like that puts a lot of pressure on me. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I'm not delivering everything that they could possibly ever need in this largest investment like their house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like they mean to say it to me that way. But like my personality is, well, I'm going to take that to heart. And damn, I should be building you a new house. <laughs> right. <laughs> The, the thing that's hard about the position that you're in is you're getting a lot of people that are newer. And so like, welcome to entrepreneurship. Right. You know, you're kind of like their initial 
entry point to a certain extent. Yeah, sometimes. But, like, that's okay. Like, I think, like, you know, for you, it's just, like, what's the answer in my head? Like, this is the largest investment I've ever made. Like, my my answer to that is, like, yeah, like, that's how business is. <laughs> right. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, if you want to have a business, that's part of the game. Right. So you're almost like, oh, that means something is bad. and Or it's like, oh, welcome to entrepreneurship. Like, I think you could even just have a funny little thing that you say back to that. Like, oh, girl, I hear you. Like, that was one of many for me in my business. Mm. Oh, I, do you know how I learned about web design? Because <laughs> you invested in one and didn't like it. Mm. Two. I've spent Two. well over $10,000 on websites. Well, so that's the problem. Right? You're like, that, like... You're you had that experience, and so you're trying to like deliver them anything but that, right? So what happened with those? Um. Well, the first one was, I mean, ten years ago when I started my business, so mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I needed, and then a website was built that didn't serve me for what I needed, and I learned quickly of, well, you didn't think that through. You mm-hmm. didn't ask for these things. You didn't even know what you needed or wanted. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a very expensive mistake. The second one wasn't as huge of an investment, but it was just poor service and never finalized. Okay. So I think both of those, like I have taken to heart so much of, I don't want to do that to anybody. <laughs> well, listen, I think two things there. That is going to happen sometimes when someone is new. Right. Like you can't know what you need until you are in business a little, for a little bit sometimes. But like that, like I think you, you have to really unwind like is that a problem? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if someone works with a coach at the beginning of their business and then they like pivot significantly, it doesn't mean that that coach was a bad investment. Right. So I feel like that's one thing. And then the second thing in terms of like finalization and whatever, like that's just never going to happen for you. Right. Does that feel true? It does. And I think that that's why like I get so stressed about, well, no, you've got to have your copy done because I need to get this finished and perfect and done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like. But instead, like it's still a done site, even if I don't have that, like. (laughs) Right. And also you've really labeled it as something bad. Like you labeled that as expensive mistake. Right. Like what if you labeled that as like best learning ever or like best money I've ever spent? Right. And you know what? It was because look right. where I am now. Like I had to learn. <laughs> um, yeah. And we all have those. Like I can think of a $15,000 like quote unquote expensive mistake, but I don't ever – look at it like that. Like, I don't know a single business owner that hasn't had their version of that. Right. It's just like, everyone's going to have one. How are you looking at it? Like someone might eventually, and don't freak out. I'm just going to say it. Think that you're, you're building them a website was an expensive mistake because they had you build it for photography. And what they really wish that they were is a, uh, I don't know, a money mindset coach. Right. But, like, you, there's nothing you could have done about that. Well, and I've, I've seen it before. Like, I've designed a beautiful custom site, and then I go to it again to, like, update my portfolio, and they've moved it to a different platform, and it's completely different. Yep. And I've had to, like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, the game of business, right? It is. And I, I need to not make it so personal to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I need to like forgive some of those things in my past and maybe like rework how I'm relating to them too. Okay. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that maybe could even be like a good journal homework is like, what can I like forgive both in terms of like who I worked with and myself for, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. And I feel like I've had a lot of that with investments and like, money's a big topic in our house and you know like in business and it's a heavy topic to me so then I put a lot of pressure on every investment that I make Mm. and I even stall at making the decision of making that investment so I know how that feels to other to other business owners 
Mm-hmm. I don't take it lightly. If somebody chooses to work with me, I'm grateful for every single one. But I can't keep making it my own personal vendetta that I have to get them the best business in the world. Or, yeah. Well, I think what you almost have to do is, like, go back and heal some of your own investment stuff, right? Mm. Right. Which sounds so cheesy, but it's kind of, like, the only reason I'm, like, overdoing it like this for clients is because I think I'm going to, like, give them a different experience. But, like, really what I need to do is heal my own experience. So one really important piece of mindset work here that I'm sure so many of us resonate with is Allie's need to reframe the idea of an expensive mistake, quote unquote, and why that's so important to her having peace moving forward, right? Because what she's trying to do is basically push that to the side and kind of give her clients a different experience instead of healing her own experience. Do you see how that can happen? We think like the real you know, kicker is giving them a different experience, but I don't really need to give them a different experience. I already am. I just need to heal my own because if not, I'm constantly trying to make up for it in everything I do. It's guiding every decision I'm making in my business thinking, oh my gosh, I might disappoint someone instead of healing what those mistakes and disappointments were so that they don't continue to guide every piece of my business and process, right? So if you're someone that's had you know, an investment that you didn't feel good about or something that you're labeling as an expensive mistake, I really, really encourage you to first look at that, to first heal that, to first find forgiveness for yourself around that, because that will free you from having to make every decision in your business through that lens and will really let you build a business that truly aligns to you and feels good to you. Does that feel true? It does. And? It does. (laughs) I will try. (laughs) I mean, I I know I can journal on it. And just like I've told you before, like sometimes I feel like I journal and I go through the motions, but I'm really changing anything in my head, which Mm -hmm. I know that that just takes time. Yeah. Well, what I would do is like make a list of every investment and then like what's the story I'm telling around it and how else can I look at it or what do I need to forgive? Like I would be very specific with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, because what we're really looking for there is how can I change the story I'm telling myself? Because I know for sure, just based on how you're talking about this, that you're making the story that you've made a lot of expensive mistakes. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That's just what's what's at play right now. Yeah. So the win is like, how do I rework that? Because until I rework that, I think everyone is at risk of making an expensive mistake with me. Right. Right? But if I can get comfortable with like actually every investment I made, like whether like turned out great or didn't, like here's why I'm glad I did. Here's why that worked out for me. Here's why I kept going here. Like whatever. Yeah. Then it lets you almost give your clients permission to step forward in a different way. Does that feel true? It does. It's um, it's sort of like this idea of like it's really hard to overcome an objection we also have. <laughs> right? So it's like really hard to get past a fear with clients that I also still have or a story that I also still have. Right? Right. How can I make it easier for my client if I act the same way or – Yeah. And you're giving yourself an impossible task. Like how can I make, I don't know any business owner that can say every investment was the smartest investment they've ever made. (laughs) But I also don't know any business owner that's created a lot of success without still going for it anyway. Right. Right. So like trying to put yourself in that position where you have to be that for people instead of like, you'll probably sometimes be that and sometimes not. (laughs) Right is really a a tricky thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So healing to do there, definitely practical stuff though too in terms of like reworking the process. But I think you kind of need to go back to basics of like the only promise here is a site. Mm -hmm. It's a good brand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? It's like the literal deliverable of the site, the literal brand. 
like whatever that is, a mood board and two logos or whatever, right? Right. Above and beyond, no. Right. <laughs> Do you, are you with me there? Are you like, yes, I, I fully under, like, yes, I am with you. <laughs> and then how fun does your business get again when your deliverable is just the thing that you actually want to deliver? And that I have fun with, yeah. Right? Like business feels not fun right now because you're trying to deliver on almost everything but that. <laughs> right. Like not that you're not giving that too, but that's almost like your afterthought at this point. And it is. Like I feel right? like I'm doing more work on the back end constantly yeah. instead of actually getting to design. Right. Okay, cool. So what do you think in terms of, I know you're about to have some downtime, but I don't know what that looks like. Is that like a perfect time to start kind of revamping the package offer or is that like a really tough time to start revamping it? No, it's actually perfect. So when okay, my good. son is home is I can only really work on my laptop, which I do not design on. Like it is not my right. cup of tea. <laughs> so it's it's laying out processes and getting organized. Like that's that's what I would be able to knock out a lot easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, good. I really think that that's the move for you. I think it's like step one is just I would like immediately on your website rework all the, the stuff around copy coaching. Right. Yep. Um, step two is like start building out this different process in the back end. Yes. And then what we had talked about at, um, in Basecamp was like, you know, it's if you design the brand, right? Yeah. And here's what I think is so great about this. This ultimately gives you what you want the most, which is more opportunity for retainer clients. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because the person that's coming to you, like, wants to get it launched quickly. They want to just, like, make decisions and go. Great. That's so in alignment. And potentially this brings down the upfront cost. And so they're even in a better position to hire for retainer. Right. And I get to design. And then you're spending your time designing. Yeah. I think that that's also like why I've been so stressed about my calendar is that I'm like, well, where's my design time? Where's my design time? (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Listen, you just kind of swung the pendulum a little bit too far to try to like solve all the things. And now we're just going to swing it back. And like what's always best for clients, and this is cheesy, but it's true, is like you doing the thing that you want to do the most. Yeah. Like when my designer gets to design and loves designing, that's the best thing for me. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and the best work is going to come out of it, too. Always. When she's, like, trying to jump through hoops to help me with all the shit she doesn't actually want to help me with. (laughs) Way fucking harder. But I don't want to help, but. (laughs) Well, I mean, want to is is a relative term, but I mean, sincerely, in terms of, like, you just don't have the capacity, right? Right. Mm. And that's where I've struggled. Yeah. Yeah, like I can't be a business coach and a designer, just like I couldn't also be a designer. Well, you could, but. (laughs) No, trust me. (laughs) But but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do the thing we do and do it well, right? Absolutely. So you just get to kind of go back to that. Yes. Okay, so um, any other thoughts on this? Like things that feel hard to think about things that feel that are going to come up when you're doing this. Like what's, what's sort of like the pieces that are already popping up. Um, I think that I just get really caught up in like then creating the workflow that I don't miss any step. Um, so I, I guess I'm just like going to ask. So like workflow wise for me to get this knocked out, it would just be like laying out what I want to include or what I should include. Or do I start with like what boundaries I need to set or I would I start with a like weird... almost no no no. I would start with like almost what you sent me. So like what you sent me was that loom video. So I would basically step out what you were saying in there. Like they would sign up for the package, then I would give them XYZ options. We would review set options on the call, then I would spend XYZ amount of time designing it. Like I would try to walk that through. As a starting point. And then at the end, okay, what were the deliverables from this? Okay. 
And then we can go back to like, okay, where might boundaries come up and stuff like that. But I would almost like walk out the process. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Does that feel easier or harder? Uh, no, that probably feels easier because I would have gone about that all backwards. <laughs> Just <laughs> okay. made it harder on you myself. You would have been like, what are all the things I need to give them? <laughs> yes. And then I would end up in the same situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walk out the process of what you want there. I mean, obviously there's more steps than what I just said because you're doing, I didn't include the brand elements there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the thing I want you to keep in mind is like, how do we keep this really tight, right? Like they're maybe making seven decisions or something. I'm kidding. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I've always wanted. Like, why can't it just be like step one, step two, step three? Done. Mm -hmm. I think it can. I need to stop overcomplicating it. Yes, totally. Or thinking that you just keep having to like deliver more, 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 more. Right. Yes. Right. But we can fix that. And I think what it's going to show you is, and this is just something else to look at too, is like, what are all the upgrades, quote unquote, that that gives them too? Like, for example, like, a site that's done much quicker. Right. Way less decision fatigue, way less stress. Yep. Way more um almost like what I was saying to you in Basecamp too is like almost like more visual. Yeah. Like I'm not a visual person at all. It's very hard for me to like think of what something could look like. Does that make sense? So like if I like see examples of sites that you've done or like I see examples of things that I might be able to choose from, like we're already light years ahead. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. And I think that like that has been a point of contention, I guess, because like some people are, well, where would I even find sites that I could tell you what I liked? Mm -hmm. So Totally. And you're like, you don't have to. You just have to pick A, B, or C. Right really exciting yeah really exciting it really is it feels good and then you're in a position where you can always move forward with it literally no matter what the copy is like an afterthought add it don't add it whatever right and you get to keep focus on like the thing that's important so remember how i was saying earlier like our clients tend to believe what we say in terms of what's important. <laughs> yeah. So you get to keep the focus on like, what's important is that I deliver you a fantastic brand and website. Here's how I can do that. You know, what's so funny is that you even saying that, like <laughs> my process, like the homework process right now has four different steps. One of them is visuals. The mm. rest is all like copy and messaging. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying – here's something to think about. You're almost trying to give them, like, a business in a box instead of a website. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. I was trying – Not yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but really. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I was. I was trying to give them, like, without providing strategy, all of the strategy behind your business. <laughs> and that makes sense why it was causing you a ton of tension because in one part of your brain you're like that's not what I provide <laughs> yeah and then another part of your brain you're like well that's exactly what I should be providing right right yeah and I've I've had that exact conversation numerous times in the past with different mentors or coaches of being pushed to well but you could provide that if you wanted to and I'm like but I don't mm. Well, but you mm -hmm. could. You could always just have an extra fee. And I'm like, but I don't want to. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. That's such a thing. Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay. So last note here. <laughs> I'm sure you've all heard me say this. Clearly, Allie has. But just because you can doesn't mean you should is such an important frame in business, right? I think there are so many opportunities where 
we can do something. And so that means we think we should, like Allie can help in other areas. She certainly can give copy support, but it doesn't mean she should. It doesn't mean that's truly what she wants to be doing or that that's truly gonna give the client you know, the overall best experience. What I have found again and again is that the more we focus on what we're really good at and what service we desire to deliver, the easier it gets to pull in clients that want that. The more that we're trying to do all of this stuff because we can, the more pressure gets put on us and the more we keep adding to our plate. The just because I can is a terrible filter because it just keeps adding more and more and more to your plate. Do you see what I mean? Oh, well, they need help with tech and I can help. Okay, let me do that. Oh, they need help with copy and I can. Let me do that. Oh, they need help with ads now. Let me do that. Like you can see how that becomes a very slippery slope very quickly. So I really want that to be a big takeaway for you and a good frame to look at in your own business. Just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. I need a much bigger and better reason, which has to be that I want to deliver that service. I feel great about delivering that service. I feel like I am totally aligned to that. It completely makes sense with my strengths and how I want to build this business. Like there is so much more there than I just can. So check in with yourself on that because it is so important to feel really, really in touch with a better reason than because I can if you're going to add something to your services. Right, right yes. Yep. I think this is really about, and you tell me if this feels true, but I think not only is it about kind of pivoting away from like, these are like, I never wanted to provide messaging. How is most of my process about that? <laughs> right. Yes. It's pivot, pivoting from that, but it's also pivoting to like, so who's the right client that really does know their stuff enough where they do just want design or is otherwise working with a coach or is otherwise resourcing themselves in a different way versus like wanting to get everything in this one package. Right. I think that will be really, really useful too. So it's not just about like getting to do more of the work you like, it's like really getting more of the clients who are ready for that too. Yes. I like that very much. Mm-hmm. You into that? Yeah. Good. Okay. So obviously you can share that with me. I would start redesigning the process. Let's make the website change like right now in the meantime. Yes. Um, with that client, go back with like the truth. Like I'm willing to say this again. Here's the thing. <laughs> slash, what do you need? Slash, here, here's what we need to decide, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then take time off and actually enjoy yourself. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. So my son didn't have school last Friday, so I didn't touch my computer at all, really. And it was nice. And then the weekends, I try very hard to step away completely unless something urgent comes up. But yeah, it's it was a nice little introduction to the break, but now I'm like, oh my God, three weeks. <laughs> For sure. And listen, I think this is maybe like a great thing that your brain will have to kind of like chew on during that too. Yes. You know, it's like getting that that going and getting it all. I need like one of those big walls of whiteboard. A lot of my clients really love a whiteboard. I don't have a wall for that. <laughs> Apparently you can get, I know because seriously, they really do love a whiteboard. Apparently you can get these ones that are like, they fold up. Oh. So you can like put them in a closet and then bring them out. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Or, you know, you can just put it in a Word doc and share it with me. There's also that. Oh yeah. Well, that's happening. (laughs) But you know, I like to like make a mess and then make it perfect before I share it. (laughs) I hear that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, listen, remember that your edge in this is to not share it perfect. Right. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Um, And two, you know, I think what it feels like too is like just going back to like things that serve you, things that are good for you. Um, I feel like so much of what you were saying in the business too is like, well, I heard I shouldn't do that or I wasn't supposed to do that or I could do that or whatever. And so this is all just like, well, you haven't been wanting to design websites in this way for a long time. You've had this other super cool idea for a while. Like, let's just build a business around that. Right. You know, that's way more fun. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. I'm so proud of you. This is going to be so exciting. And I'm proud of you for being open to doing that. Like, I know it's uncomfortable, but I think 
so many of us won't let ourselves pivot into the thing we really want because we are in all of those stories. But just really proud of you for being like, yeah, I, I am going to actually do that and give myself that permission. Yes, I, I am ready for that. So good. All right. Keep me posted in Basecamp. We will chat there. Enjoy your time. And I'll talk to you soon. Okie doke. All right. Have a good week. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.